Hey, what's up, and welcome to another edition of Salvation Solutions. I am your co-host, Damaris Johnson, and due to the, you know, shut-in that we have for this uh, coronavirus situation, uh, we, we have the family here um, hosting. I have the lovely Leslie over Praise here. Praise God. <laughs> as one of my co-hosts. I have the it's beautiful daughter. Give me on here, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Not really, but <laughs> I have my beautiful daughter, Jada who is here, and my, my handsome son, Justin, what up, what up? Uh, who is home with us from school, and we, we're glad that they're here. Uh, we're going to continue to do what we do here at Salvation Solutions, and that's basically uh, share with you and get into uh, some important matters as it pertains to our salvation. Um, and and it, is, it is really important for us to, to still uh, have, a, have a mind and a focus, especially in, in trying times such as these, uh, a mind to focus on our salvation, a mind to uh, learn. One of the things we're going to talk about today is a culture of learning and how we as a church needs, need to develop a culture of learning in the gatherings, right? The gathering. A lot of times we confuse the word church with uh, the building. We, the church is the people. Uh, we're the church, the body of Christ, the people, the saved, the saved, the righteous, you know, the believer, the beloved. That's, that's the church. But the church has a church house that they gather in. Well, that gathering is important. And when you study the scripture, the gathering, I don't care when you go all the way back to the church in the wilderness with Moses, the gathering was for the, was for the purpose of coming to worship God, bringing your offering. In their case, it was a sacrificial uh, animal. In our case, it's our praise and our worship. Let us offer unto God the sacrifice of praise, which is the fruit of our lips giving uh, glory unto his name. So our offering that we bring is, a, is an offering of praise, an expression of our worship. And to learn. And to learn. Uh, we'll, we'll, if you, we'll see that uh, throughout these series that we'll see that boy, going all the way back to, to when the Lord first brought the nation of Israel out of Egypt. He said, Moses, go, go teach my people uh, how to how to keep my my law so that they may learn or share my word with the people or share these things that I've given you with the people so they might learn how to do and be who it is that we've been called to be. But unfortunately, um, we need to do a better job of fostering the culture of learning. When you think about going to the gathering, uh, what comes to your mind? Like when you grew up in 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 the Baptist house, what what you know? <laughs> what was <laughs> what what was the culture of the church? Was it the culture of learning? Not really. It was um. Well, I thought it was. I'll say that until I grew up, mm -hmm. got more spiritually mature, and then I realized that wow, it was just a lot of performing. Mm -hmm. A whole bunch of hooping and hollering, but not much teaching. Like mm -hmm. a whole bunch was being said, but not any meat at mm -hmm. all. Yeah. You know, for me growing up, growing up unchurched, mm -hmm. I didn't experience that aspect of it, the entertainment side that I've heard about mm -hmm. and I've seen, uh, you know, since I've been saved. But, right. you know, uh, I haven't I didn't I didn't know or understand that part mm -hmm. until, you know, I, you know, we got married. and You start talking to me about it and. You know, uh, I've, I've encountered some of my friends who grew up in it and they despise it, you know, but um, to do it, to, to create a culture where we where we where we come to the, where, where the, the expectation of the of the church when we gather together is, is to learn. I mean, for y'all, it, it may be may have been a little different because y'all been pretty much, you know, but like like what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, uh, it is different growing up like that, but I like it. Especially for the fact that now I can be able to tell the difference between learning and performing people. Mm -hmm. So that's why I like it. Yeah, exactly. Mm -hmm. Even before your church, we went to Tabernacle, which mm -hmm. they taught, you know, right. it wasn't 
you know, like you said, who has power, <laughs> right? Like, right. so Teaching. now, yeah. if I go into church and yeah, I, I see to that, talking to mine, it's the I realize like what's not right or wrong, but what's mm-hmm. teaching and what's entertainment almost. Well, and that's a great way to put it, JD. It's, it's not a matter of being right or wrong. Uh, we don't right. want to point the finger at what's right, what's wrong. But I think the emphasis, you know, needs to be on on learning. When you when you look at when you look at um, Jesus's ministry, the emphasis was learning, you know, and how important how important is learning as an educator? How important is learning today? Oh, yeah, it's majorly important. I mean, because right now in the schools, we kind of have a little bit of a problem with kids not wanting to learn. And mm. that's not even spiritual aspect of it but just just in general don't want to learn academics and um you can't go too far without knowing anything that's the bottom line right well one of one of the scriptures that we quote so often is over in hosea uh my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge Mm -hmm. but what people don't include in that thought a lot of times is the scripture before that is the scripture after that says um, it's not that they didn't have the opportunity to learn, right. but the Bible says they refused Fused to learn. learn. That's right. what it really comes down to. My people yeah. are destroyed because they refuse to learn. They right. lack knowledge because they refuse to learn. And, 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 and that's in contrast, that's, that's, that's a contrast to what Jesus said. He said, um, and this one of the scriptures we're going to deal with in Matthew's, uh, Matthew Gospel 11 chapter, uh, verse 28 through 30. He says, come unto me, all ye that are laden and heavy and, 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 and burden heavy laden and I will give you rest. rest. Learn of me. Mm-hmm. So the invitation, the invitation for us to learn, Jesus gave to us and it's up to us. Are we going to be destroyed because we refuse to learn or are we going to have um, a, 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 a learned spirit? Mm-hmm. Are we going to want to learn? One of the greatest hindrances to advancement of a nation, of an individual, of a, of a, of a person is the is the desire or is the mindset not to learn how important is learning for you guys yeah i was gonna say like that goes into everything in life that's not just spiritual or anything like going from uh, mom teaching me uh homework at school and working out with you the difference between seeing results was actually wanting to do it and mm-hmm. not feeling like i'm forced to like when you want to do it that's when you actually learn and do better at it Jada, why? I mean, when it comes to learning, like like you're going through a process now where you're learning some things uh, um, in the editing in the editing aspect of 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 life. It, like, how important is it, and how exciting is it for you to learn the things that you're learning? I mean, it is exciting, as you know. At first, um, go right out of high school, I didn't want to go to college right, right away. Right. Right. So I struggled because that's not I didn't want for it. Right. Whereas I've... And you felt like I forced you to do it. Yes, pretty yeah. much I felt. But as... Honestly, it was a slower process, you know, but I'm finally towards the end of it and getting my diploma. But once I started wanting to do the classes that I was in, I was it was more hands-on too. That's it. I'm a more hands-on learner. Some mm-hmm. people just are. You can't just sit in a room for three hours and then... You lecture that. Yeah, exactly. That was not how, and that's how my first two years of college pretty much was, was lectures. And I'd sit there and I'd come home and I'd get frustrated because I didn't want to do that. Or because of the type of learning I was given, Mm -hmm. it didn't make me want to keep doing it or go home and 
practice it because, you know. Because you were bored with yeah, it. Right? Yeah, exactly. Didn't interest so me. as I, the classes now I'm taking, you know, editing, Photoshop, I want to do that stuff that's interesting to me. I could spend hours editing a video. But so now I'm wanting to and it's way more, I shouldn't say easy, but like. Well, it's exciting. It's, it's easier because yeah, you want to learn. When you right. want to do it, it's right. way more. And that comes with like a lot. Like even my teachers say, when you pick the job, you want to do something you want to do. Because right. when you pick something you're not going to want to do, you're not going to be that successful in it. Right. Well, and that, and that that goes to so many things. Jay. I mean, yeah. We, I mean, no. I'm saying that that what you just said, we could that leads us into so many different aspects of our salvation. Um, when you talk about you know going down a path that you desire to go down, right? Like Jesus used the word passion. Uh, well, since the Bible used the word passion to describe Jesus's uh, fulfillment of what he was called to do. In Acts the second, first chapter, it talks about Jesus after his passion. So your passion and your calling go hand in hand. When you find that which you are passionate about, um, that's what you, you, a lot of times, you know, with some other information, we got to find out that could be what you're called to do. Or when you're called, what you're, when you find out what you're called to do, then you'll, you'll, you'll develop a passion for it. So what you're talking about is important. And all that, all that is a part of us working out our salvation. There's some things that I believe we need to learn when it come when we come to Jesus, I believe there's some there's a lot of things we need to learn, but I believe one of the most uh, primary things that we need to learn is how to work out our salvation and how to how to discover what I'm gifted and what I'm called to do. How we learn those things is is crucial to what type of life we live and the life we experience within the confines of our salvation. We believe that our salvation is the solution. But how does that look practically? And I know, Jada, this is a conversation that you and I've had. Um, that you struggle with when it comes to a salvation and living life uh, 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 amongst or in the world. Like, like, how do I practically live my life of salvation in, in a society that is pretty much anti-Christ without, without feeling, you know, um, ostracized, right. Or weird or, or, right. or funny or people making jokes mm -hmm. to me, but because I believe the, the faith we have is the most practical Faith that you can possibly live, and it is it is the solution to everything. How, how have you guys dealt with that sort of thing? I mean, for me, I like I feel really strong in my faith. So, like, when people ask me anything about it or they, like, want to talk about it, I like to, like, you know, give them some information about it because most people are just ignorant to, uh, to what they know and what they say. So I like to just tell people, and if they still want to like make jokes about it or just if they keep asking questions I just I either leave it alone and just let them live their life because at the end of the day my faith is my faith so I right. know how I feel about it I know I kind of take a uh, hands-off approach uh, especially working with kids you know we have this whole separation of church and state but which is which is foolishness but anyway okay but um right but it is but Right now, that's what we got to deal right, with right. because yes. that's the government we under. But um, so like with my students, when they I'm a math teacher. So, you know, math seems to be the problem with most students or they think it is. I'll say that. I think sometimes people uh, plant anti-math seeds in them. <laughs> but um, <laughs> <really>. <laughs> but so, I mean, just for example, when kids say they can't do anything. I quote a scripture to them. 
you right. know, and I may not say it in the biblical way. You but may not the say whole it in, Duke, in Luke, the right. third chapter, the fifth exactly, verse. Exactly. I don't right. say that. Right. But I'll say as long as you keep confessing that it's her, it's going to be her. You got to start confessing positive thoughts about math. Say to yourself, I'm going to get it. I'm going to get it. And you got to keep doing it in order for it to resonate in you and for that light to click and you finally get it. And I remember one student said, so you telling me if I just keep saying, I'm going to get this, I'm going to get it. I said, yeah, because what you confess is what really is going to happen. Right. Right. You know, it's that whole thought in Proverbs about death and life is in the power of the tongue, but those who Love, Love it, it shall eat the fruit thereof. That's whether it's the fruit of death or the fruit of life. Right. But if Either you way. keep confessing death, that, that's what you're going to receive. Right. If right. you start confessing life, then you'll get life. So I keep that scripture like in the forefront of my mind, although I don't say in Proverbs 18, 21, right. Right. death right. and right. life. Right. I just say it in a way that they'll understand it, but without actually saying Christ It's the principle, not the right. actual preaching of it. And, and that's exactly, that's, that's a great example of how we work out our salvation. You know, you're going to work out, you're going to work out your gifting and calling based off, off of the principles that we learn to apply that Jesus revealed to us uh, via the kingdom of God. That's, that is how we come into the place where we're working out our salvation. We must learn how to do that. Jesus ministry emphasized learning. He emphasized teaching. You know, <clears throat> Paul's ministry emphasized teaching. Moses ministry emphasized teaching Jesus, Jesus um, in Isaiah, the 50th chapter, fourth verse, it says, it says, for the Lord hath given me the tongue of the learned. The 50th chapter of Isaiah is a prophetic or what we call a messianic chapter. It's a it's a chapter that gives us a portrayal of what Jesus life would look like and what life on the cross would look like. And in that particular chapter, it talks about Jesus having the tongue of the learned. Jesus had to learn. Mm-hmm. He had to learn. Luke 2.52 says Jesus grew in wisdom and knowledge. He had to learn. It says in Hebrews, he learned sonship by the things he suffered. We have, if Jesus had to learn, guess what? We got to learn it too. We got to learn. <laughs> if Jesus had to learn, and Jesus was the model son, he was the ultimate right. son. If he had to learn, mm-hmm. then we have to learn. I believe we have to, we have to establish and create a culture to where when the, when the church comes together, and, and gathers at the church house mm-hmm. that they have a mindset, we're coming to learn. I mean, I'm going to worship God and I'm going to learn something of how to work out my salvation. What does salvation really mean? Like, like when you think about salvation in life, what do you think about? Like, what does it really mean to you? Do you see your life unfolding the way you want it to unfold because you've learned to work out your salvation? That's a question. That's a tough one. I know. Well, yeah, that's what we want. I mean, talk about it. I think so. Um, I mean, for me, I'll say working out my own salvation was, first of all, believing the word and what the word says about me. Right. So. um, Well, that's good because one of the things that I was. So there was five things that I think we should focus on learning. mm -hmm. First thing is who Jesus was, why Jesus came. What is our salvation? How to work out on salvation? And what am I gifted at? You know, so, so learning part of you knowing who Jesus was is knowing who you are. So you got to know who we are in Christ. So that's right. a good point. But go right. ahead. And um, salvation, I mean, you know, quoting scriptures every day, thou shalt do this, thou mm-hmm. shalt do that, and all that stuff. I think it's, just, it's a heart issue. It comes down to a heart issue and you wanting to do the right thing. But 
the model of where the right thing is is biblical. So, right. so you have to look into Jesus to know about the salvation of it, but or what salvation is. But I know for me to make it more real, Proverbs thirty one. Right. Praise I God. mean, you you just got to read God it. And Proverbs thirty one. When you see yourself as the proverbial thirty one woman, you can't deny the salvation that God has for us. Right. What about you guys? I mean, I mean. I know you're still growing in your faith and I know there's some things we need to get discussed as far as your gifting and your calling. But what up to this point? I mean, I mean, in reality, what what has it meant if it meant anything at all for y'all? I mean, it definitely meant a lot just being in a church since before birth. birth. Like, honestly, <laughs> in right. the womb, from the in womb. womb. Right. So, I mean, it's definitely I think because of that, I like even though I'm not a, I'm still growing in my faith. And like Jada, the reality of it, you, you, you struggle with it because of most of your friends aren't of the faith. I mean, so you struggle like with where you want to be in the same foundation. I believe you know, you know what you know. But as far as practically living it out and not feeling like I can't hang out with my friends has been a struggle. I mean, that's the reality of it. We've talked about it. Yeah. I mean. But how have you come through it? Honestly, I Talk, I've talked to them and the, my friends that I do see a lot hang out with. Mm -hmm. I've taught, they've asked me questions and I've answered. Yeah. I have asked them questions and they answered. It's all about, I think. But what made them ask you questions? It wasn't because of you per se. No. It was because they knew your dad. Yes. Right. Like all through high school, they mm -hmm. knew I was, I'm a preacher's daughter. Like people would call, tell, call me that. Yeah. So in and you a didn't mocking like that. way though. No. It was in a mocking way. Yeah. Though, right. So. When I mean, definitely in high school, I was way more like emotional to it now. Like as I've gotten older, I don't really care what people say. But um, also as I've gotten older, I chose my friends that I know are my true friends. So really, right. and none of them even question it. But mm -hmm. I have friends sometimes who are like, I don't know if you if you believe God, why does he do this to people? And I'm like, no. Just because, you know, this happens, that doesn't mean it's God, you know. Right. Or people will say, oh, I don't, you know, I help people out. And I think that helps my salvation out by right. helping other people out and learn right. about it right. and answer their questions. And there's still questions I ask dad all, every, all the right. time all the when time, I'm yeah. confused. And yeah. you, it's not like, and it's, um, I think that helps a lot too. But honestly... Right now, especially being a 22-year-old living in this society, that it is hard. It's struggle for sure. You know, you go out and people are saying all this stuff or people will people are very open about not be, being believers and will rub it in your face and like, oh, I don't believe in God. I don't. And then, you know, knowing that you're a believer and I'm like, but I, I'm not sitting here ridiculing you for not. And right. then, they, you know, so I definitely have struggles and there's things I want to say to people sometimes that I don't, right. but I'm it's still a growing process, still a learning process. I'm still learning. And right. you know, it's, I'm not, you know, no, I like the words you use. You're still learning. That's great. Yeah, like, I mean, cause I'm still learning. Yeah. I'm still learning to work out my salvation. Mm -hmm. You know, I mean, it, I think it's a never ending journey when it comes to learning. Fortunately, you know, we've fostered, uh, you know, a, a, a household of learning. We fostered a family, a church family of what people come to learn. And they understand the idea 
of learning our natural children, our spiritual children. They, they understand that I'm about, listen, listen, you hang out with me, you're going to learn something. Right. You know, you're going to learn something. You're going to learn. You're going to learn. You walk with God long enough, you're going to learn. Okay. One way or the, One other, way or the other, you're going to learn. And that's just, that, that's the right. mantra of God. That's just how, how, you know, God is so focused on you learning. I mean, I mean, listen, he this you're going to learn the, 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 the easy way or the hard way. Right. You're going to learn. I mean, Jesus had to learn through the things he suffered, the Bible mm. says. So learning, part of learning is, is, is there's a suffering process to it. And, and most people really don't want to suffer, but you're going to learn. Right. You know, Justin being an athlete, he's been in a position where he's, he's had to learn. I mean, I, I mean, he was, he, I forced him to learn. You had, you're going to learn this. Mm. You're going to learn how to train. You're going to learn how to shoot. You're going to learn how to run. You're going to learn. Therefore, get it. And when all you're getting, get an understanding. You're going to learn how to do the things that you're supposed to do. And so Jesus invited us to come to him. And that's important that unless you take up the invitation to learn of him, your soul will never be at rest. Right. So we believe that 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 salvation is fivefold. It's deliverance, it's protection, it's health, it's wealth, it's holiness. And there's always been an emphasis placed upon by God. God has always placed an emphasis on the health and wealth aspect of our salvation. Third John, the, third, the second verse says, um, beloved, above all things, I wish that thou would be, be successful in business. That's the word prosper means, be successful in business and be in health as your soul prospers. A prosperous soul is a learned soul. A prosperous soul is a learned soul. A prosperous soul is a soul that has learned how to work out their own salvation. Mm -hmm. I have a question. Though. Yeah. There's people who are like not saved though and are very successful mm -hmm. or healthy. Like, so why are they? Okay, that's a great question. So, Can so, I add to that real quick? Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> to, uh, uh, piggybacking off that, like, I feel like some people though, even though they might not be saved or know God, I feel like some people have the tendencies of a saved person. You know what I'm right. saying? Right. The practices, right? Yeah, right, the practices right, 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 right. And without even knowing it. And okay. That's how some people. Well, that's a, that's a great question. So, so the scripture says this: it rains on the just <laughs> as, as well, well as, as the, the unjust. unjust right? right. So we got to understand that 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 everything in life is principled and governed by laws. I don't care whether it's, it's relationships, it's growth, it's, it's, it's um, financial matters, you know, everything is governed by laws. Right. And just like just like just like living in a, being in America, we're American citizens. Right. Because we're American citizens, there's certain rights and privileges that are afforded to us that if we take advantage of those rights and privileges and we abide by the laws of the land that we can we have we can take advantage of certain opportunities that come our way. Mm -hmm. Now, you take someone who's not an American citizen, but they still are living in this country. They are also still afforded certain rights and privileges, but they don't have as many rights and privileges as citizens because they haven't had they haven't gone through the process of citizenship as of yet. Right. But they still can take advantage of some of the benefits. Mm -hmm. Well, the reason that you can have people who are not, quote unquote, believers still prosper because in God's mercy, he's set it up so where if you abide by certain principles, whether or not you have a relationship with him or not, you can still have a certain degree of success. But in the end, the ultimate end of it all is when it comes down to what we would call going to heaven or going to hell. The ultimate end of it all, if you don't have a personal relationship with Jesus Christ and he's not your Lord, then you don't make it into the proverbial heaven, so to speak. So the conclusion of the matter is those who have a personal relationship with the Lord, 
they can prosper and become as successful as they want to be and still make it ultimately to be reunited with the Lord and and, and what we would call heaven, which Mm -hmm. is the ultimate end. At the same time, you can have those who aren't in a relationship with the Lord intimately enough to where they can make it into heaven, but they can still abide by the certain principles of the kingdom of God and have a degree of success with those things. So to, the reason certain people are successful without having that intimate relationship with the Lord is because everything is governed by laws and principles. doesn't matter who, the principle, who uses those principles. They'll still work. They'll still be as effective as they need to be um, for them to have some stimulus of success. Right. But it comes down to when it's all said and done, where do you want to go? Heaven or hell? Heaven. Heaven, no doubt about it. Where do you want to be? So, so it behooves you to have that personal relationship, accept Jesus Christ as your Lord. Now, you can still have, one of the problems has been we've created a, 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 um, a culture in the church where poverty is piousness, where, where poverty produces piety. Well, that is a lie from the pit of hell. One of the things that I believe has caused people to run away from the church is they don't believe that wealth and, and being a believer are, are, are synonymous. Mm. They don't believe that you can be a billionaire and, and, and still be a believer. They don't believe that you can have money and be focused on creating wealth and still be a believer. When the Bible affirms that, confirms that, teaches that over and over and over again. I believe that's part of the problem. And that's what Salvation Solutions is all about. It's about making people aware that, listen, we are called to be wealth creators. The Bible says this, a good man leaves an inheritance for his His children's children. children. But see, they get thrown off. And I'm going to say this because I grew up in a church that, you know, kind of has some religious ideologies that you should meditate on the word day and night. So if I'm meditating on the word, then I can't be building a business because I'm supposed <laughs> to be meditating on the word day well, and night. Right. And see, you take a scripture like that and yeah, it, it yeah. gets misconstrued right. where it's not saying you got to go in a prayer closet all day long and pray and not right. worry about life because we're still on earth. We still got to pay bills and right. eat and live. Right. So, money, money matters. Exactly. Money, money matters mm-hmm. in, in, in the kingdom of God. It matters mm-hmm. in society. It's, it's, it's a, it is money clear. Answer with all money things. answers all things. If he's made for laugh, then right. why make it married? But money, money. Bible says wisdom is a defense and money is a defense. Mm-hmm. The society in which we live functions around money. Mm-hmm. And God knows that he understands that. He wants us to have a lot of money so that we can do two things. We can we can care for ourselves and we can represent him as our father and we can be a blessing to other people. Mm-hmm. Money matters in the scheme of life. He's going to say something. Yeah. Uh, my favorite story that uh, from the Bible that you told us about uh, the money, uh, money thing to help people understand is the uh, story of Jesus and the fishermen. Oh yeah, oh yeah, 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 yeah. It's powerful, right? And I call I call it the Peter experience. Mm-hmm. I, I used to marvel, and I'll share that real quick. I used to marvel at how Jesus walked up to Peter and said, "Come, follow me." And Peter said, as if he said, "Okay," and he just left and walked away. Right? It's like, how, how did he just do that? Why would he just do that? <laughs> like, why? Like, what dude? What right. man right. would allow to tell another man to come up and say, "And you just walk away"? Now mm-hmm. Peter had a family. Now remember, Peter was right. married, had children. Mm-hmm. So Peter had some responsibilities. And in that culture, if you didn't take care of home first, then you was worse than an infidel. They didn't play that. They didn't right. play that. You got stoned if you didn't take care of your household. But as you study out the scripture, you find out that there was a, there was, there was a, there was a classic um, um, example of Jesus being an entrepreneur and being one who, who understood how to, how to market and how to draw people to him. Mm-hmm. Peter was a fisherman and uh, the, these 
story goes where Peter and his partners were out fishing and all night and, and they didn't catch anything. Well, Jesus was coming along. He had a crowd of people follow him. And he said he asked them if they could use their boat so that they can he can preach to the people. He told them to push out a little bit. He wanted that he preached to the people. He, he gave them all the beatitudes and he said, launch out into the deep. And so he told, I mean, they, he told Peter to, to drop the nets for a cat. Oh, Lord, we done been through that. We done did all that. Ain't we going to catch nothing? He said, do what I tell you to do. But nevertheless, at thy word. So they went, they went. You're right. Right. I'm, I'm, yeah, yeah, I'm just, I'm, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> so they dropped the, they dropped the nets and they caught boatloads of fish, like that, four boatloads that they couldn't even carry, right? Well, the estimated value of the amount of fish that they caught was enough for all four fishermen to walk away with like $1.2 million. Right. In that time. In that time period. Right. Like they said, mm-hmm. imagine me now coming to you, son, and saying, you're a fisherman and you struggle. And then we go out and we catch you. We catch a boatload of fish, enough fish to basically for you to retire on. I come to you and say, now, now, you know what I want you to do? I want you to come follow me and I'm going to make you a fisherman. One, you're retired. Right. Your family's cared for. Instantaneously. And you just encounter somebody that's done something you've never seen happen in your life. And in their day, to, to, be a, to be a fisher of men meant you had authority over men. That means Jesus is going to put you in a position of authority and power. Mm-hmm. Would you accept that opportunity? Yeah, of course. No doubt about it. home will be taken care of if you're a millionaire. That's now. why right. Peter was, it was so easy for Peter to say, okay, where are we going? Mm-hmm. Because one, Jesus retired him. He made him a multimillionaire. And then he told him, I'm going to put you in a position where you're going to have authority over mankind. It's easy now. But see, but we don't see all that in the story. We don't have a revelation of it. We just read it and we'll hear it as we hear it. But we don't understand the power that Jesus used. He, he marketed to Peter. He put he presented he gave he sold into Peter's life. He put it. He, he presented he, he positioned his offer for Peter to come and follow him to a, such a degree that Peter couldn't say no. That is a business principle that we need to learn when it comes to putting practice our businesses. I got to learn how to give to people and give to people and give to people. Then find out, make my offer. I've given them so much. I've empowered them so much. I've blessed them so much to the point to where once I make my offer. They can't resist. Man, okay. No problem. That's a business principle that we can learn from the master because he was a master marketer and he was the greatest businessman to ever walk the face of the earth. And we should be going to him to learn of him. But if we see Jesus as a religious man and not as a businessman, we'll never get the revelation. Right. And we'll have to go to the worldly folk who are focused, who, who, who purposes, or whose purpose for, who, whose purpose for a lot of times, not, not just generally speaking, yeah. for being in business is for the wrong reasons. And it's not a, what we would call a, of a godly sort. And they're willing to do, you know, things outside of the rule of law to make a profit. They're willing to take advantage of people. They're willing to, you know, use people and things like that. Well, we could be going right to the scripture. The church should be the leaders in the business community. But that's the experience that Peter had. Jesus made Peter a millionaire. Mm-hmm. But we don't see it like that. And in all my years of going to church, I never heard that until when? <laughs> last year. Yeah. Right. right. And it makes a difference because when you understand it and you're just not at the surface level of what a scripture says and you're able to dig deep into it, that's what makes you want to live saved life. Well, well that's what salvation salvation solution. Well, that's what right. it's about. Because right. our salvation is the solution to every mm. situation you can face. He's given us all things that pertain to life and godliness. We just got to have a, a, a level of revelation. That's why we started the um, 
the Building Wealth God's Way uh, video portal so that people can access this library of, of insight that we've God has given us from the from the businessman, the greatest businessman that walked the face of the earth, the master marketer, the one who knew how to position his office so that, that your sales can be can can skyrocket. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was just sharing some insight about the parable of the sower to someone, how that's a marketing genius. I mean, that was that's the, the marketing genius of Jesus displayed to us right there. You right. know, we break that down in our building with God's way portal, but but to your point, Justin, that is that is crucial. When, you, when we're able to communicate the life of the gospel and the practicalities of what the gospel means in our in our business life, our relationships, and in in wealth creation, then then that's important because Jesus, God defined good. Mm-hmm. I mean, I got a new definition for good now. He defined good in terms of what I leave y'all. Like mm-hmm. I can't, I can't define my goodness as a man. Based on how well I treat my wife, just on that. Mm-hmm. I can't define my goodness based on, you know, how good I can be in, as an athlete. Mm-hmm. My goodness has to be defined by what I do for my children's children. Right. How much wisdom and money I leave for my children's children. Because Solomon wrote that scripture. Mm-hmm. And Solomon, Solomon, when he talked about an inheritance, oh, yeah. we're talking about wealth and we're talking about wisdom. The two things that characterize Solomon's life. Mm-hmm. He left his children a, 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 a wealth of wisdom and a whole lot of money. And, and I, I, I will go to my grave believing that that's what he had in mind when he talked about an inheritance. Mm-hmm. It's the wealth on how to live the life God wants you to live and the wisdom, the wealth of wisdom and, the, and money of how to get it done. The true essence of sonship is for a son to, to live in the victories of the father and then ex- advance his father's cause via wisdom and wealth. And, and that's what it's got to be about. That's what it's got to be about for all of us. That's what it's got to be about for you. That's what it's got to be about for y'all. My responsibility, mommy's responsibility is to create a wealth of wisdom and, and, and resources, money, power, authority, position, business systems for you guys to carry on for your children's children. Imagine that happening. And now you see a generational blessing instead of a generational curse. Right. But that's a great story you allude to, Justin. That, that, and, and that's throughout the scripture. That's everywhere. That's everywhere. But that's what we need to be hearing. If we don't hear that, Jada, then what? We struggle. Yeah. Right. You struggle. Right. You know, those are the things that we need to be hearing. I do think you need to hear it in that practical way, though, and mm-hmm. and that deep into it for people and everybody to understand it. Right. right. Well, wisdom is the principal thing. Right. Therefore, get it. And with all you're getting, the scripture says, get an understanding. So that touches on how we learn. So part of part of Learning is, is when you learn, biblically speaking, wisdom is the revelation knowledge. Mm-hmm. And then it says, what, what, it says, revelation knowledge is the principal thing, therefore get it. So our pursuit after God is revelation knowledge. Mm-hmm. It says, and then you get an understanding of what that revelation knowledge means. So that's, that's learning in the, from the biblical perspective. Revelation mm-hmm. knowledge, where, where this thing come from my head, this came from my heart, this mm-hmm. came to my heart. Now I get an understanding of what that revelation means. Mm-hmm. That's learning, biblically speaking. That's why in Timothy, this is in the last days, people will be ever learning, but never coming to the knowledge of the truth. They're trying to learn from the outside in. They're trying to understand it first before they get it right. in their heart. But they never come to the knowledge. They never touch the intimacy of truth. Well, truth comes through intimacy. I know you in a way that nobody else knows you because of the level of intimacy that we have. Mm-hmm. Right? I know you in a way that nobody ever knows you because of the level of intimacy. Y'all, y'all know me in a way that very few people will know me because of the level of intimacy that we have. That's revelation. Mm-hmm. Now it comes out of intimacy. Well, 
because of that knowledge you have, you understand me better than anybody else as well. Mm-hmm. So you'll have an understanding. So that's how we learn. Learning comes from the inside. It was designed to come from the inside out, not from the outside in. Well, the things that, that that's important about um, getting that wisdom and understanding is that it'll, it'll enable me now to practically apply the principles to my relationships, to my business, to my family, to my life, to wherever, whatever it is that I'm called to. That's why it's important for us to understand those things, right? Mm-hmm. There's a few things before we close. There's a few things I want to mention, and then we'll be done. Um, we talked about we talked about Jesus' ministry being a a focusing on learning. We talked about Paul's ministry. We talked about Jesus learning, uh, having to learn. We talked about um, Jesus telling us to learn from the parable of the fig tree and, and encouraging us to learn that learning matters. And then there was five things that I wanted to mention that we need to focus on learning. One was who Jesus was, being the Son of God. Um, being the word made flesh and being a king, not a religious figure. We also wanted to mention why Jesus came. He came to reveal God as a father, as a daddy. He came to reveal the kingdom and the culture of the kingdom. And he also came to restore man to his original position via salvation. That's important. Repentance, it means to return to the original way. It means to return to the original way. How was man designed to function originally? It was very entrepreneurial. It's very businesslike. It's very professional. It was to have the focus on, 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 on health and wealth. How was man designed to think originally? It means return to the original way of thinking. Well, man's original way of function was entrepreneurial. It was businesslike. It was building. It was creating. Look at God in the very beginning. We see God introducing himself as an entrepreneur in the very beginning. We see, we see um, the Tower of Babel. That was very entrepreneurial, right? So then also... Um, we are to be restored back into that position through our salvation. That's why it's important for us to learn how to work out our own salvation. Mm-hmm. Then it says what salvation is, five dimensions. What are the five dimensions of salvation? Deliverance, protection, health, wealth, wholeness. Yes. With there always being an emphasis on health and wealth, right? We got we to know what those five dimensions mean. The Bible says with joy in, in Isaiah, what we draw from the worlds of salvation, right? Then most, most critical is how do we work out? Our salvation. I'm going to put that in the business, business language. How do we leverage the salvation God has given us? Like, Jada, how do we leverage that? How do we leverage what we have? How do we leverage our righteousness? How do we leverage our holiness? How do we leverage our peace? How do we leverage the love God has given us? How do we leverage our faith? How do we leverage hope? Right? How do we use that which we've been given to cause us to advance? That's really what it means. That word, that word workout means to fully... Um, use. It means to leverage. It means to use to accomplish and to finish a particular job. Mm-hmm. That's what the word workout means. How do we leverage the, all of the things we've been given? The Bible says, um, thanks be unto God for all the benefits that we have of salvation. How do we leverage being forgiven from sin? How do we leverage messing up in our past and it no longer being accounted toward us? How do we leverage that? How do we say, you know what? I'm not going to allow that to keep me from going forward. I'm going to leverage me being forgiven by forgetting about what I did and not allow it to keep me from going where God had me to go. That's how I leverage my being forgiven. How do we leverage that so that we can accomplish the things God wants us to accomplish in life via the fifth thing, knowing what I'm gifted and what I'm called to do. That I am divinely gifted, primarily, secondarily, and tertiary. I have three degrees of my spiritual gifting. I have three degrees, spiritual gifting, three degrees of natural gifting, and I have three degrees of acquired skill that God wants me to be aware of that I can bring together and get the job done. I know it's a lot. I know I threw a lot at you. Yeah. I know I threw, I said a lot. <laughs> Any thoughts on that at all? 
Come on, give me something. I mean, I disagree with everything. It's a learning <laughs> process. We're yes. going to keep diving deep into it and explaining. Ditto. Ditto. <laughs> Let's the closing words. Closing words. Yeah. I'm beloved. Yeah, I'm, I'm blessed. blessed. I'm destined to prosper. I'm more than a conqueror. And I'm more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. Well, um, again, I want, I want, we want to thank you guys for tuning in. Uh, I want to encourage you to share this podcast with a friend. Uh, please comment, ask questions, because our 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 belief is that salvation is the solution. And so many problems that people are facing that we don't realize our salvation has the solution for. And you need to come into the understanding that your salvation is the ultimate solution. That we don't we're, we don't have that in, inferior message. As Jada said earlier, our message is superior. We don't have an inferior message. The message that we've been given is a is a superior message to any message on the planet. The the salvation solution is the solution greater than any other solution man will offer to you. Um, so it's important for you to understand that. And we want to we want to continue to share this message with you. Uh, we want to continue to pour this into you. So continue to listen to us. Uh, every Monday we'll have a new podcast up and ready for you guys. Um, check out our Building Wealth God's Way, a uh, Build Wealth God's Way portal. Uh, where you can access the wealth of knowledge that, that speaks to uh, who we are as kings, speaks to the spiritual wealth that we have, the soul prosperity we've been called to, and the marketing genius of Jesus um, that, that, that we'll have access to, that you can take and apply these same principles to your business so that your business can flourish and prosper the way God would have you to flourish and prosper. Remember, God has called you to be entrepreneurial in, your, in every endeavor. He's called you to build wealth. He's just called you to do it in a specific way. He's called you to... Um, to be able to uh, maintain health, to build wealth, and to be a blessing to those that, 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 that are near and dear to your heart. So we want to thank you once again for listening to this podcast. And remember that you're beloved, that you're blessed, that you're destined to prosper, and you are more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus. God bless you. We'll see you next time right here from Salvation Solutions.